It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Go Birds Pod, a Radio.com podcast about your beloved birds. Yo, it is the Go Birds post-game show coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee. Still here. I feel like like I've been in Nashville for a week and a half, and I feel like my body's (laughs) aching. It's James Seltzer and Elliot George Parks coming your way, sitting in Elliot's luxurious hotel room right now. Uh, Coming to you after a bummer of a loss, Elliot. I mean, it was one of those games where... Um, they were at 17 to three, you feel like Eagles are going to win. Game's over, and then the Titans come back, and you're like, "Oh, they're actually going to lose this game." Yeah. Then it gets to overtime. The defense has a chance of fourth and 15 at third and 19. It felt like they were going to pull it out, and uh, and Corey Davis touchdown at the end ends it. It was a bummer, man. I can't decide what got burnt more: that secondary or your face? Oh, <laughs> definitely my you face. Definitely my right face. Here's the funny the thing: is if you think my face is burnt, what do you see, Joe? To cameras. Okay. Joe nice. is like three shades darker than I am right now, nice. but. Yeah, man, it was it was hot in the stands, man. There were a lot of Eagles fans there, a lot of noise being yeah. made. Not at the end. Couldn't so come much. through at the end, man. Man, when they went up seventeen to three, I was sitting there thinking, like, all right, they got this, and I was my lead was going to be like, you know what? It wasn't pretty, but they found a way to win the game because that's what this team has done so often over the last you know four weeks here, and then last season, they just didn't pull it out. They blew yeah. it. I mean, they that's really the only way to say it. When's the last time we could sit here and say they blew a game? Yeah. And look, I mean, they were up 17 to 3 at the half, man. I against mean, a bad Titans offense. Yeah. Or right after that, I guess it was. But up 17 to 3, they allow that. And then, again, and we'll get into it. I know there's issues with the offense, issues with the defense, but let's start with the defense. Let's start with the defense. Okay. First of all, Jalen Mills. Fucking awful. Okay. Like, Jalen Mills, uh, sorry, nope, nope. Jalen okay. Mills was fucking awful. But, but, all right, uh, 100% agreed. Okay. But are you going to say the same thing about Ronald Darby and everyone else in the secondary besides Malcolm? Look, no one had a good game. Malcolm had a great Malcolm had Malcolm a great game. Malcolm was in overtime like Malcolm was single-handedly his, keeping them in the game. I can't tell if his tackling sticks out because everyone else is so bad at it. Yeah, but true. it seems like his ability to make a tackle in open space is really huge on this defense. It's right huge. Now. And look, I think look, I think Jalen Mills played like shit. I think Ronald Darby played bad. Not as bad Darby's as Mills. not a good tackler. He's a terrible tackler. But Mills was... They were taking advantage of yeah. Jalen Mills. But, look, I think 
missing Ronnie McLeod mattered today. It mattered a lot, especially because so talking to players in the locker room afterwards, Avante Maddox, he's in a tough spot, right? He's a fourth round rookie. He's played nickel corner basically the whole time. I asked him, I said, have you ever played safety? And he said, no. The, the first time he ever lined up at safety on a football field was this week in practice. Yep. And then you go out and you expect a fourth round rookie to take not a huge role. I mean, he wasn't back there the whole time. Corey Graham certainly had a fair amount of snaps and he did not play well, I didn't think. But, oh, he played bad. Yeah, I mean, look, Corey Graham is good at what the Eagles asked him to do prior to McLeod going down. Playing 55% of the snaps, you know, coming in certain situations. He's not a guy that can play and do what Rodney did. He just doesn't have the, the sideline to sideline speed. He's not good enough against the run. And when you take him out and you put Navante Maddox, like, I'm not going to rip Maddox because it's an unfair situation. Totally. Right? And he had a pick But earlier. he didn't play. Well, yeah, yeah, he did have the pick, right. But he, he didn't play well overall. I no. Mean, you know, like he didn't. And... You know, here's my thing. I was thinking about this on the walk back from the stadium across the bridge that takes you into the city. And Nashville is awesome, by the way. The gorgeous. You're walking back at the stadium with tons of fans. Like, it was really yeah. cool. It's a cool place. In case Eagles fans don't feel bad enough, we're also in Nashville. So just to rub that in. But here's the thing, like, you know, and I could hear it in your voice. Like, people are going to be really upset at Jalen Mills. And that is what is going to be the call this week. And when he was bad against Tampa, or sorry, when he got ripped after Tampa Bay, I defended him. Can't defend him this week. No. He had a bad game. But when is it, when are people going to start getting more vocally mad at Jim Schwartz? Because it never you never see adjustments from this guy. There's no excuse for a defense that's supposed to be considered one of the best in the NFL with the talent and the resources they have to give up a fourth and 15 in overtime. None. Multiple fourth downs on that. Yeah, draft. multiple fourth downs. Uh, the third and, fifth, or third and 19, excuse me, was a massive yep. play as well. And look... Mike Vrabel had some balls, man. Fourth and two, could have kicked a 49-yard field goal to tie the game. He said, fuck it, we're going for it. I'm going to win this football game. And he did it. You yeah. know, like, and they, they were the gutsier, tougher team today. And I can't stress enough that, you know, look, if you lose a game on the road, it is what it is. Like, the Titans, I think, are a fairly decent team. I think team. they're a good team. Yeah, overall good team, right? But the Titans' offense, to give up 11 more points than they average per, per game. They averaged 16 points a game coming into this game. You give up, tw- or so I guess they didn't kick an extra point. So it was 26. Give up 10 extra points. And to do it through the air, that was the other thing. Like, the Titans are able to run the ball, but they have not shown really last year or the first three weeks of the season that they can drop back and beat you through the pass, and they did that today. Yeah, Mario looked really good. Yeah. Like, he looked really good. Made some really get, big plays. Some big plays, some big throws. The defense didn't get enough pressure, especially when you flip around, and, and we'll get to the offense, but Tennessee's defense got a lot of pressure all game. Yeah. Wentz was in trouble all game. There were, like, three or four plays where he just got sacked without even having a chance Dr- to do drilled anything. Drilled, too. Drilled. Um, but this I think it's team, safe to say he's healthy. Yeah, I think he's <laughs> healthy. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. hold your breath moments. But, yeah, I think you're right, Elliot. I think Jim Schwartz deserves some blame here. Uh, the defense across the board, you know, really just that is – Unacceptable. Yeah, like, that's to the perfect be In word. that situation in OT is unacceptable. And the thing about the home and away is like, I don't know how you explain it. It's, it's, it's for, what is it? Right. It makes no sense. Makes no sense, but it looks like it might end up mattering for this team. It's a thing. It's a real thing. But it's a real thing because unless you're the number one seed, there's a chance you might be on the road in totally. the playoffs. And look, like the Eagles won the Super Bowl last year for a lot of reasons. One of them was... They had home field advantage playoffs. Yeah. They didn't have to go to Atlanta. They didn't no have question. to go to Minnesota. And then we saw what happened in the Super Bowl. They they won. But, I mean, you know, the defense did not play well. So, like, figuring out the whole home and away thing is, is, is going to matter, but it's going to especially matter come playoff time. Yeah. They're not going to be a top two seed. It's like a big deal, Elliot. Right. It's a great point. And we talk a lot about how Wentz cures all and all that type of stuff. But if this defense can't 
locked down. And and especially when you think about the game against Atlanta to start the season. Yeah. You think about the Indianapolis game, like the red zone defense they played, the toughness when it mattered. And then here it's the polar opposite. It's really it's it's perplexing. Like I don't I don't get it. I mean, like maybe the pass rush isn't as good on the road. But isn't Just the thinking. phrase defense travels, right? Like yeah. that's the that's the old axiom. That's what people say. Yeah. And this defense is is it's like a tale of two defenses. And the thing about when the pass rush isn't as good is that's when it really exposes the secondary. Yep. And that's why it seems like on the road we you know, like people are way more upset about the secondary. Yeah, and they've been upset about the secondary for a reason, Elliot. And we had all been hoping and praying for the potential chance the Eagles go out and trade for Earl Thomas. And maybe not. <laughs> literally, as we're recording this podcast, we see Earl Thomas get carted off the field, flips the bird to the Seahawks on the way out. So the, my man the is home, not the home crowd. Literally, no, to his team, to wow. his sideline. Uh, and I think it's meant to the people who didn't pay him, if I had to guess. Yeah. But um, we don't know the significance of that injury. I think. Look, I think after that display, if he is okay, they're definitely going to trade him. I mean, like, how do you bring that dude back? But um, we're going to have to wait and see on that. Obviously, if Earl Thomas is healthy, we're both on the same page. Yeah, we can to get him. But there goes my article for tomorrow morning. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, bit of a kick in the balls. So I, you know, like you said, we're recording now, so we'll try to monitor and see what happened. But I mean, carted off. Obviously, I would think not great. Yeah, if. I mean, best case scenario, you would think he misses a few weeks, yeah. right? So maybe they trade him when he gets healthy. Who knows? But if that's an option that's off the table, like, man, man. And man. I mean, because like I was, this is what I was going to say about Earl Thomas was, I know Eagles fans like to speculate a lot and I enjoy it too. Whenever there's a guy that's on the trading block, you talk, okay, maybe they'll make a move from blah, blah. But this one actually made a ton of sense. Like Le'Veon Bell, who knows if they'll end up doing it, but it doesn't really make sense. That's like a luxury thing, yep, right? Sure. Earl Thomas was a player at a huge position in need that's really good that wants out that you could keep for another two i mean it made a ton of sense you have two first i mean two second round picks you have a first round pick on paper it made a ton of sense until i guess he apparently got carded <laughs> off so what do you do yeah it's a great question i look i said earlier i think you need to sign somebody whoever it is who i, don't care. I mean when- I'll take Quentin Demps right now, man, the way they look today. I'll take fucking TJ Ward. I'll take Jarris Bird. Like, I don't know. They're all bad. Don't get me wrong. I, they're old and bad. It's a bad spot, man. Corey Graham looked lost out there today I in mean, that role. Well, let me ask you this. Would you just put Maddox there full time and put no, Corey Graham back No, I put fucking the Douglas there. Didn't we yeah, talk about this? Yeah, but they're clearly this? not going to do that. I, but why? Why would you rather put Avante Maddox there? It makes no sense to me. I mean, yeah. I agree, but ultimately it just kind of doesn't matter. Yeah, that's what they're, they're not going to do, do it. I agree. We can debate it all we want, yes. and, may, and maybe after today they switch. The, you know, they they switch up and decide to do it. But like, you know, it's clear that Mills there. All right, because he's not doing well at cornerback. Right yeah, now. but here's the thing about that. I know, I know. Like I know. then you're moving so many pieces around. I, I mean, so all right, you put Jalen Mills at safety, and then I guess you would put Sydney on the outside. Yeah, put Avante at nickel is what. You, right? Yeah, yeah. You'll put Corey Graham in the same spot. I mean, you could try it. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, like as much as I support Jalen Mills, it's not like he's playing at a pro bowl level out there. No, so, he's, he's been bad. So I, I guess you try that. I think I think the situation is right now it's an all hands on deck of figure it out because because what we saw today isn't going to work. And I know they'll be better at home, but they made Marcus Mariota look awesome. Yeah. Like Corey Davis. Look like do the deal. Marcus Corey Mariota. Davis couldn't get open against anybody else in the league against this Eagles defense who's tearing them apart. But it's a rough one, man. The crazy thing is like it's it's not like they're making contested catches. You know, like it's not like Jalen Mills and and uh Ronald Darby being out jumped for the ball. That's they're just wide open. They're wide <laughs> yeah, open. That's the problem, right? I yeah. mean 
All right, so we'll get back to the defense at the end here. Let's flip it around to the offense because it wasn't like they had a great day either. I thought oh. they, they made some plays. Wentz, as you you know, kind of threw too many times, I think that the game plan was strange. It felt like the running game was working when they would use it, but um, Doug was like a mixture of throwing too much but also too conservative at times. What was your takeaway from the offensive side? Yeah, of I mean, look, until the defense blew it, in, the, in overtime, I thought that the offense and their poor play was a story of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offensive line was was really bad. Uh, like we discussed, I mean, free shots at Carson Wentz, yeah. all, like just missed blockers. I mean, yeah. Lane Johnson was bad today. Lane Johnson, which is crazy because Lane Johnson's normally very good. He's you normally know, like, he's normally right. reliable. Like if Jason Peters was really bad today, I think you would say, okay, this is clearly turning the page. Mm-hmm. To, he's not being great. And on one hand, I think that because the offensive line was so bad, you can feel a little more confident that they'll turn it around. Like there's just too much talent on the line. Jeff Statlin's a really good coach. I think Peterson, you know, obviously considered a good offensive coach, and I think he deserves that. So I would think the offensive line is able to turn it around, but man, like you know, you get Alshon back, you get a great game from him. Alshon made a difference, man. He was uh, he was great. He was very good. I know somebody else had a touchdown catch too, Mazel. My boy, I I, I texted Elliot. I'm like, I'm like, please tell me you're just freaking out in the press box and saying. I mean, it's like I've always said, like when the facts are on my side <laughs> and the scale, like there's no reason to get excited because it's just what the dude does. <laughs> but Alshon was great today. Yeah, Alshon was a difference maker out there. I will, I will acknowledge that. Nice, thank Alshon, you. What a beautiful thing. <laughs> made my day. Alshon had a very good game. I mean, look, his catch in the in the. I mean, obviously it was in the end zone because it was a touchdown, but it was like right at the right one, at basically. the line. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was an impressive catch. It was two guys on him just went up and snagged it. And if that's his strength, I mean, you know, he's he's not a guy that creates a ton of separation, so his ability to to catch a ball in tight spots is huge. And he did it on that play. I thought it was a good throw by Wentz, uh, gave him a chance to make the play on it. But that's the thing. Like you had Alshon back, and you got. I mean, outside of his touchdown catch against the Patriots, which was pretty ridiculous, you can make the argument this is the best game he's played in an Eagles uniform. You Over could, 100 yeah. yards, well, including. Well, two touchdowns against Minnesota in the NFC Championship game was a good one, too. But in terms yeah. of the way he looked, he right. looked. And and you know what, too? Like, that was one of the most accurate days I've ever seen from Carson Wentz, too. Wentz was really good. Balls were on target. Nelson Aguilar. Worst game he's played since 2016. That was the Nelson Aguilar I never yeah. wanted to see football really play football again. And the thing, too, is, like, yeah, he, he was very bad. Off, like, yeah. atrociously but bad. Ertz had that drop, too, that was yeah. bad. And he played good. Like, Nelly had three drops and a fumble. It was I, bad. I think six of the first seven passes that went his way were incomplete. It was bad, man. It was bad. The I throws mean, were on target. He just looked scared. He looked like the old nervous Nelly. But this is what I'm saying. So you get a really good game from Ertz overall. We would agree on that. You get a really good game from Alshon. You get Jordan Matthews making a 56-yard touchdown, which is not something he's going to do every week. Agreed. Safe to say, right? I thought Ajayi played pretty well when I he was Ajayi in there. I thought Ajayi looked really good when yeah. he was in there, and he did it with a broken back. I thought Smallwood played really well. Shout out to Wendell Smallwood. That one run he had, like, he's a big second effort guy. Like, huge he second effort go guy. down, man. I've he been, did it a lot against the Colts. I've been really impressed with Wendell Smallwood. So that's five guys. You got a really good game out of Carson, I thought. Overall. I thought so, too. I agree. You lost. And you and you only scored twenty points in regulation, yeah, man. And really, you only—I mean, I know you got to twenty, but like you had seventeen. You know, like you—you you got that last field goal at the second. But like they, this is—I yeah, remember I kept looking up at the clock and the scoreboard and thinking, like, man, they're playing pretty good on offense. And it's like, oh wait, it's only seventeen to ten. Yeah, like. So that's the question is, I mean, I asked some players in the locker room afterwards about this. Why isn't it being put together? Because they're getting. They're getting good performances overall. They got it today. It's been it's been four games now, and I know people like to say it's still early, but you know it's a quarter of the season that's over now, and your offense has not looked good. How many 
Have they? They haven't got thirty yet, right? No, no. I mean, they had what eighteen against the Falcons. 18, 21, uh, 20, and now twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah, it took overtime to get so to twenty three. Is that today was the most points they've had all season? Yeah, and. I don't know what the solution is because, like, on defense, we can sit here and say, had he not, you know, potentially whatever he did to his, you know, leg or whatever, you maybe you trade for Earl Thomas, and that seems like a natural solution. I don't know what the solution is on offense. What, well, we hoped it was Carson Wentz, coach, right? Coach uh, Jimmy over Yeah, there. well, we Carson Wentz and Alshon, that was something, right? Like, that yeah. helped. That, that made a difference. And um, I thought, look, we talked about a bit. I thought Doug felt tentative today. It didn't feel like a classic Doug Peterson type of game. Why As do you think discuss- that was? I don't know. As we discussed, Mike Vrabel was the guts here, tougher coach today. Yeah. Mike Vrabel was Doug Peterson today. What would you think, and it ended up not hurting him, but what do you think of Doug's decision to punt the ball away with in the fourth quarter, like I think maybe five minutes It made ago. no sense to me. It was it was so un-Doug-like. Right. Like, I that's thought he would spot. go for it. I was there. sure. Yeah. The punter, like Cam Johnson came out there, I was like, wait, right. what am I watching and right it, now? They ended up you know, it worked. Up t- yeah, it didn't. Well, they didn't got the ball. Him. They got the ball back. Is right. the point. Yes. But still, at the time, I was like, and I wouldn't have. I'm not going to kill him either way for it. It was just very surprising. That's what he decided. Me to too, do. man. I was I was floored by it. Again, it just felt off. And again, up seventeen to three, man. In the second half against his tenant, like I keep coming back to that. I know the offense didn't play great. I keep coming back to up seventeen to three in the second half, and I keep coming back to that driving overtime after the Eagles got down there and kicked a field goal to just watch them convert a fourth and fifteen, a third and nineteen, a fourth and two, a gutsy fourth and two goal yeah. by Mike Vrabel. Like could have tied the game there with a forty nine yard field goal. Said right. fuck it, I'm trying to win Threw this. Threw it in the flat, if I remember correctly, to Deion Lewis. Right? Yes. Like that, yeah. A great play. I uh, it that. That kills me, man. Like, that was that was a killer of a game. Well, and the weird thing is, like, for Eagles fans, it's got to be something that it's not you're not used to seeing it. Like, it hasn't happened in a long time, and I think it does say, like, how far this team has come that they were able, that, you know, that everyone sits here so shocked that it happened. And, I mean, yeah, I, it's we're so used to talking about wins. It's weird. Yeah. It, and I don't know what they do on offense. I don't. Like... You hope the offensive line turns it around. I think Jason Peters will play better. He didn't play great today. You don't think Lane's going to get hurt. Or not, sorry. You don't think Lane's going to hurt you every week. Yeah, Lane should be better. Yeah, agreed. So I think it's a, it's a really good question. What like And part of what is what you hope is that we're a month into the season. We talked a lot this first four weeks about how it takes time for teams to really get into a rhythm to kind of... You know, get through that preseasony type of feel, right. and to get to be what they're going to be. Especially with look, Wentz has only played his second game of the season, and we thought he looked good. Alshon, I think he first game considerably improved. From I that, agree, I, think, yeah. I agree. And with Alshon back for the first time, big game. You're out without Clement today. You're without Sproles today. Like there, are, there are things you can point to to say like, oh, that could help it get better. Just natural improvement with guys. You know, Wentz getting back into shape and playing with everybody. Sproles, Clement, that I'm type of passing down back thing, like coming back and help. Yeah, but either way, the point is just. To have that guy who can right. who can give you an extra receiver in the running. I mean, they JGI running routes today. You know, it was yeah. it wasn't working great. You know, um, so I think that all those things can help. Uh, but I think the biggest thing you're open for is just natural improvement from reps and getting you know better on offense. Well, whatever it's going to be, it has to happen soon because you know, big game coming up, man. Shout out Jack Fritz with must win. I hate to use that term, but like. These are next. These next two games could decide the season, and I mean yeah. that dead seriously. Because if you lose to the Vikings or the Giants, like you're three and three, you're three and three, six games in, and you probably only have one more loss the rest of the season if you're competing for that first round. Bye. Yeah. Look, I mean, right now it's hard to imagine how they get the bye. 
Uh, well, I don't. I mean, look, I know, but like you said, they have two losses left, and more so that the Rams look like they're going to go 14 and yeah, 2. Right, I know so, they haven't played anybody well, let, tough let's, yet. Let's talk but. it out. So the Rams, let's just say they're going to be the number one seed. Yes. Now, and look, there's a lot of season left, so who knows. But let's sure. just say the Rams are going to be the number They've one seed. They've already got a two-game lead on us. Yeah. And granted, we, have, we, we go out there and play them. we got a shot, but it's in their house. Let's suppose the Rams end up as the one seed. Who's the, who do you look at as the dominant number two? It's a great question. I mean... The Bears look pretty damn good today. I still don't yeah, see them many, as a, they I, I'm, I don't still don't see them as a two lock right. two seed. Um, I mean, you know, you got the Packers, you got the Vikings. None of those teams really impress me. I feel like the NFC South teams beat up on each other a lot. Yep. But look, the Saints are three and one now. They could easily keep getting better. Play well. I could see the Saints being the two seed. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta, a tough loss today. Nice to see them go down. Yeah, bad. I mean, maybe the Bengals are better than we think. I but, think so. I mean, bad the, loss yeah, for bad Atlanta. Loss, yeah. And Carolina, who knows? I, I think that you're right. The point is, the Rams look like the best team going away right now. Yeah. So, I, look, and, and I love this division. The Eagles still haven't played any NFC East opponents. I don't think anyone's that good. I know the teams have played better than expected. Dallas has a couple wins, all that, but... Giants gave the Saints a bit of a run. Yeah, they fought with them for a bit, and then yeah. the Saints pulled away, but... Um, I guess I think the Saints are probably the team that I think ultimately when the season ends could be the number two seed instead of us, but uh-huh. it's a tough spot, man, and, and they just need to play better, and, and they need to score points. And look, like we talked about this a bit on the live pod uh, on Saturday night. I think the Eagles are going, like, I think they are a better team than the Rams. I know that right now that seems silly, but like I think overall, like in the playoffs, I think they're a better team, but... I think it's it's looking like you're gonna have to go to LA. It looks like you're gonna have and to go to LA. That is a bit that is a difference maker. It's daunting. It is, especially with how the defense plays on the road. And you're playing a team that's an offensive team with I saw someone on NFL Network tweet it and I completely disagree, but saying they maybe have the best receivers of all time, the trio. Well that's silly. Yeah, that's completely that's silly. That's ridiculous. They don't they don't even really have a number one. No, like, but I mean yeah. it's a good crew. It like is. I mean Cook's Cup and, and Woods is good. And it's yeah. not the best of all. I mean, it's, not, it's not better than Thig, Dillon, Diggs, Thielen, and whoever number three is there. So let's just kill the fuck out. 26 points to the Titans. So I think yeah. at this point, all receiving options look a little bit daunting. But, yeah, look, I mean, it, it, it makes the games crucial. Absolutely crucial. And they have to do quick fixes, right? Like, that's a problem with bringing somebody in at safety. And, again, looks like Earl Thomas is off the table. But... Like if you bring in a free agent guy, like you're not gonna get those, you're not going to get those quick kind of like impact from him because he's still gonna be learning the defense. So you have to go with what you have there, and I think that's what makes like this two and two start. Like at the end of the day, two losses are two losses. If you if you felt confident how this team was playing, it wouldn't feel like that big of a deal. But the issues that they have at safety, like like McLeod, no one ever talked about him, but now that he's gone, like it's. It's glaring how big of an absence that is. It's massive, man. And I would have never, like, if me and you were talking prior to his injury and we were like, let's talk about guys that can least afford to lose. Like, we'd probably get to McLeod eventually, but he would probably get, like, through eight or nine guys. Yeah, I was going to say, like, maybe 10th or something. Yeah. But now that he's gone, like, he was maybe top five. I mean, Lane, Carson, the two safeties, Fletcher, right? I mean... Another thing I noticed today was Brandon Graham wasn't in the game on a lot of key Yeah, plays. Brandon was, it seemed like, and when he was, and he had the one nice play at the end there, but really struggled, it seemed like. Yeah. Again, the whole D-line. Fletcher Cox didn't have a dominant performance today. Michael Bennett made some nice plays. I thought Especially Bennett had a... Especially early. I thought he had a good game early, but again, the key was when we got to that that end of the game scenario, overtime, those late drives, there was zero pass rush. Mariota had all the time in the world to sit back in the pocket and pick us apart and make plays and run with his legs and do all that type of stuff. 
I thought the D-line's performance was, like you said, look, it was very glaring how bad the secondary played because of all the plays that we saw with our eyes and open receivers <laughs> and all that. But, yeah. but I think that, that, as we always talk about, the secondary is a secondary for a reason. It's second. It's number two. Right. The D-line makes the difference, and if the D-line isn't making plays, then it's going to be a lot Not harder a lot than the secondary. Not a lot of linebackers yeah. either. Very little. Right. A couple plays from Batum, a couple plays from Mix. That was about it. Hicks had one bad missed tackle early mm-hmm. on. This is frustrating, man. <laughs> I don't like losing. We didn't get our second loss last year until what, Seattle? Yeah, and the thing is, like, I don't even really care if they win or not. Like, I don't. Like, but, like, at the same time, like, when I look at this team and I can't, normally, like, whether I'm right or wrong, I feel like I have a solution. I can look at it and I can say, yes, trade for Earl Thomas. Or I can say, look, move Rasul Douglas to safety. But, like, I don't know what they should do. And very rarely, I can't remember the last time I felt this way about this team. Like, even when Wentz went down, you're like, well, you just got to ride with Foles. Like, that's what you're doing. When Peters went down, you're like, well, we're going to Vitae. But, like, the issues that they're having now on defense, I don't see. I mean, look, last year when they traded for Jay Ajayi, all of us were kind of like, whoa, that's out of nowhere. So, yeah. Earl Thomas. It was a luxury, like you talked about before. Jay Ajayi was a luxury last year. He was year. a luxury. But it I guess, ended up being a, an important luxury, but a luxury nonetheless. Yeah, but I guess my, my point is no one, like, Josh Gordon, guys like Le'Veon Bell, like, these names come out because they're big names. And then you're like, trade for them, trade for them. But. You know, Earl Thomas isn't going to happen. Maybe he'll make a move for someone we're not thinking of. I mean, like maybe there's another safety out there that you know we're not thinking of that maybe would be available on a team. Well, I was going to have to find something, right? I mean, like that's a really interesting point. Looking at some, we're all like Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas, Earl Thomas. Maybe right. there's a safety on a, a one and three team, an zero and four team for Eric Reed to sign as well. Yeah, Although, uh, I mean, you know, a him day away, yeah. a <laughs> day away, yeah, a day away. Look, it's literally a day away. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge for Howie. Absolutely, because he they, look like this is he set this roster up pretty well. I would say. I mean, coming into the season, but if he wants to repeat and like like you said, for for a lot of reasons, it's a special opportunity. We've talked about it this weekend. Carson on his rookie deal still for probably the last year. You have the chance to repeat, and I understand. Like, all right, it's about being competitive for the next five years. It's not at whatever. No, it's about repeating this year. Yeah, That's this what you want to do. You want to be back to back Super Bowl champions. You want to take advantage of the team you have because they're not a young team. Michael Bennett's old. Fletcher Cox isn't old. Don't get me wrong, but he's what is this eighth year? Yeah, right, seventh year I think. But yeah, Brandon Graham's up there. Jenkins, like, all those guys. Peters. They've been Kelsey. around for a while, man. Right. So I'm not saying the window is closing because as long as you have a Carson, and in theory you should be good. Agreed. But like, you want to take advantage of this moment, and that's why to me, like, trade two second round picks for a safety and keep your first, or trade your first round pick and do something because you can get picks back, right? Like, you you can move up in the draft, but. You know, if you don't, these picks might be higher than you think. Yeah, and look, the thing is, is granted, like you said, there may be a guy we're not expecting, like J.H.I. out of nowhere last right. year. But it's unlikely that there's an Earl Thomas out there if he's well, not healthy no enough. Earl yeah, Thomas. exactly. Uh, or someone even close to that level who you'd give up a first or a second for. So I'm with you, man. It's a tough spot for Howie. And the other tough thing, and we talked about it this weekend as well, and I think we've all kind of – look, we all hear about Super Bowl hangover and all that stuff, but – that's a thing for a reason because right. these guys are playing so much deeper and so much longer and, and real high leverage I type think stuff. I underestimated Me that. too. Me you too. You can see the fatigue. Yeah. You you're can. feeling it. And I wondered, so I was in the locker room last week and I was talking to another writer. I couldn't remember who it was. And I was saying like, it just feels a little different in the locker room. But I wonder if maybe it's just kind of like fatigue. Like maybe it's like, you know, like, 
They played an extra month last year. An Their extra bodies are month, man. Like, Think about that. Think about, especially with how banged up they were to start the year. I feel fatigued, and I wasn't even playing. I know. <laughs> I feel like I've been in Nashville for a month and a I half. Know. But even coming off the Super Bowl, like I remember thinking, you know, like when March came around, I was like, I'm normally done last week of December. Yeah. This team doesn't go to the playoffs, let alone go to the Super Bowl and win it. So I think that is a factor. And look, that is maybe one thing, right? Like maybe in two weeks, if they can beat the Vikings and the Giants, maybe we're sitting here and we're saying, okay, Carson, you know, is fully back now and he's playing really well and he's covering it. Like, you know, I think I do... I do think I'll pick them to beat the Vikings, although, I mean... You have to. I mean, you're, you're Mr. Vikings or a fraud guy. You don't have a well, choice. Yeah, my, yeah exactly. Like, I do think they're frauds, but... But 10 Vikings, days rest. Vikings. Coming in here... Oh, yeah, good point. 10 days rest after coming in here to face the team that Filippo. embarrassed them. Embarrassed them in the yeah. NFC Championship game. Like, th- this is... And again, look, the same thing happened with Atlanta and the Eagles were pull, able to pull it out. They're a different team at home and all that, but... The moment that schedule came out, the Vikings circled this game on the calendar and said, payback. Man, if they lose to the Vikings, not good. Let's not even go there. We can't even go there. Elliot, this team doesn't lose at home, all right? Yeah, I, and I think they'll win, but like, who needs this more, the Vikings or the Eagles? Uh, I think the Vikings do, which right? is actually I mean, crazy to think about. they'll drop to what, 1-3-1? One, 1-3-1 one, three and and one one. if they lose. That's basically, I don't want to say the season, but But like, it's not good. It's like and, you're and maybe a wild card And with the Eagles team. division... I, you know, I, I think the Bears and the Packers both better than any team yep. in the NFC. So, I mean, the Eagles will get to 10 wins. I think so, too. Yeah. So, I think you, you are a playoff team because you win the division, which means you get one at home. But traveling will not be easy. But look. Right. And then it's the, the Giants game is Thursday night, right? That's what I'm saying. That's tough, short, man. That is week. tough. This is a tough twosome here. And, and who played the Eagles tougher last season than anybody else? By far the Giants. I mean, Eli Manning, that, it just worked. That was his yeah. two best games of the season. His two best games of the season were against the Eagles last year. He threw for over 400 yards in one of them. Yeah. So look, the Eli are, fucking Manning. He stinks. Against this secondary, though. It, the quick release, it all worked against right. him. All right, so before we wrap this up, I'll ask you one last time, not to get too far into it, but like just definitively, what would you do before next Sunday in the secondary? What James Seltzer, the coach, what would you do? Okay. And we're assuming that Earl Thomas is not on the table. Because yeah, look, assume we've agreed that I would give something. If Earl Thomas, if they're like, ooh, no, minor, right. you know, then yes. Okay. False alarm, he's fine. Sure. Let's Go take ahead. that off the table. Take it off the Let table. Me ask you really quick. Would you, if the Seattle called you and said, guess what? Not only is he like miraculously healed, like we'll trade him to you right now, but it takes first round pick. And he's not signing an extension with you. Uh, ass- well, you don't know for sure. He yeah, but assuming you can. You know, he has to pass the physical and seventy-five. Right, no, but let's just let's say he's one hundred percent healthy. In first round pick, you're in. In all right, are you? Yeah, I am. I, yeah. I said I was prior. Yeah, I mean, I'm in. I'm I just in. Think you the go way- get talent. Like try and, and win the Super Bowl. And what's the worst case scenario? You re-sign him, and you have three really good safeties. Yeah. You only have one now. Like McLeod's hurt, so I think a lot of people would disagree with us there. But people get too wrapped up in this whole like don't do it unless thing. he signs extension. And, and the draft, draft pick like, thing, like draft picks, like the draft picks are in many people look at them as the most valuable thing on the planet. Right. When in actuality, like they give up a fourth round pick for Jai last year, and that was brilliant. It ended up Fucking being a brilliant. great move. Yeah. yeah. So I would do it first. I mean, again, the health. All right, but Earl Thomas aside, yeah. Um, what do you? Doing? It's a great question because. As you said, it's not one of those things where you really know what to do. It's not an obvious fix. Right. I think, assuming Earl Thomas is out, I think they signed somebody, a body, whoever they like most, or maybe there's someone we're not thinking about and how he can get for Trade. a third or a fourth or whatever. Got to get him quick, though. Get him quick. Yeah. Um, outside of that, I think you hope that another week of reps, another week of practicing what you've got, and I think you have to figure out who's moving. I think you have to move somebody over there. Whether it's Rasul, whether it's Jay the Mills, it's not Avante Maddox. That's Here, not the answer. So here's what I would do. 
I would put Corey Graham back in exactly the role he was playing. The the, the third safety. Yeah, role. just let him do what he was doing before. I would, I would probably go with Avante for one more week and hope that a week under his belt, two weeks of practice helps him out. They clearly seem to like him a lot, and yeah. I I'm liking him more the more I see him. I like Avante Maddox, but yeah. I like him as a slot corner more than I like him as a safety. Well, that ship sailed, Jam. <laughs> Damn it, Elliot. So I would go with him at safety for one more week, and if that doesn't work out, I would go to Rasul. But I, I would, I, my days of Corey Graham playing next to Malcolm are done. Yeah. Well, it's here's not the thing: working. it's hurting you at two spots. It's hurting you at two spots. I think personally, I think you give Corey Graham one more week. He's played safety. He started at that position in the NFL before. He understands the scheme well enough. I would give him one more week. This is a quick week to get thrown into but, it and whatnot. But my thing is, like, your every rep you you give Graham there is a, is rep, a rep that someone else doesn't get. It's it fair. Is, well, and it's a rep you're taking away from Maddox, yeah, who could end up being your long your long solution. Ah, tough, man. And also, like, we talked about how it's a tough game just in general, but like, really good receivers coming in here. Big time. I just said. What did I just say? I said I think they're the best pair in, in football. Yeah. I think Diggs and Thielen is the best pair of receivers in football. And I'm sorry, Rams cousins guys. Cousins for whatever. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Rams. Sorry, guys. Sorry, no, Rams guys. Sorry, beat writer said the Rams have the greatest yeah. receivers but of all time. I think both of those guys you just mentioned are better than anyone on the Rams. I do too. That's right. my point. Like Cooper Cup is is like good, but like let's be honest here. Look, like, Brandon Cook's a really nice player. Diggs is a better version of that guy. Yeah, and I think Thielen's a more versatile. Too. Yeah, and I think Thielen is terrific. He's so yeah. reliable. I think I think they're Thielen is Cup on steroids. That's what. I, yeah, not literally. Don't quote <laughs> me on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? We read about that tomorrow. Yeah, right. Adam Thielen on steroids. Yeah, yeah. Cutting the Goldberg's podcast. Over, yeah. All right. Yeah. No. All right. So we both have what we're gonna do. I mean, you know. We'll see what they end up doing. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, tweet look. Us. Hey, if you got a suggestion, tweet Yeah, us. hit us up at James Seltzer at Elliot Tour Parks yeah. on Twitter. And, um, and everyone look. tweet John Barch and how good Jordan Matthews played. Oh, <laughs> Jordan Matthews. How about Ooh. that touchdown? I'm happy for you, buddy. I mean, here's a nice thing. It's like they have so many questions, but now they found their deep threat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're getting the fuck out right? of here on that All right. one. All right, guys. Thanks. Shout for out to Elliot. Shout out. And shout out to fans of Philly yeah. for the Nashville trip. We had the best time, minus the loss. Everything else was perfect. Yep. Hotel, combinations, everything perfect. So Joe and Vince Philly, we really appreciate it. Uh, for Elliot, I'm James. We'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.